We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 18th, 2009. And we're going to continue with the study on the swine flu, the vaccinations, the injectable microchips, the uh, transhumanism, messing with the DNA, all of these studies that seem to be building to a head, uh, particularly with breaking news that's coming every week now. We just listened to this video, um, and now we're going to go further into the study. This next article is entitled, uh, this very recent Verichip Corporation selects Raytheon Microelectronics Espana to manufacture its products. This is out of Delray Beach, Florida from Business Wire. It says Verichip Corporation today announced that it has selected Raytheon Microelectronics Espana operating as what they call ELCAN, E-L-C-A-N, Optical Technologies, for the production of the company's radio frequency identification, or RFID, implantable microchips, including its existing Verichip microchip for patent identification, patient identification. In other words, it's a way to track you, that can identify you. Its new 8mm microchip for use in medical components, vascular uh, access medical devices and its glucose sensing RFID microchip currently are underdeveloped with receptors LLC. So they've got RFID chips that can sense your glucose levels. So if you're diabetic, then what can happen is is, is it senses if your blood sugar is getting too low or too high or whatever, and it, it can notify you. It's like those pills that they've got now that we talked about last week, and I'm not making this up, but they've got pills now that they put microchips in and it basically tells you when to take your next dose. It notifies you if you haven't done it yet. Let's say you've got dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that and you forget, well, it reminds you. So they've got microchips in the pills now too. Or potentially you could get that. I'm not saying they're in all pills, but I hope not. Let's go further. In December of 2008, Verichip purchased all intellectual property property related to its implantable RFID business from Digital Angel Corporation. We've talked about Digital Angel in the past, and Verichip, and these are most likely, this company is going to be the one that manufactures the mark of the beast that the Bible talks about, that no man, you know, will be able to buy, sell, or trade unless he receives the mark in his right hand or his forehead. Only the King James Bible says it's in the hand. All the other Bible versions, I think maybe save one, say on. So I've done several teachings on the mark of the beast. Okay, that you can key in, just key in mark in the keyword search box on my homepage, and you'll find them. Uh, so I don't want to go down that rabbit trail too far. But anyway, Verichip is probably the main, main one that's obvious will be the one that manufactures the mark of the beast chip. Okay, so... Remember, the qualification for Mark of the Beast, you can't buy, sell, or trade without it. In other words, it's going to have your banking information, all of that stuff on it. We don't have anything like that yet. Also, we're not in the tribulation yet. And that occurs well into the tribulation. So, again, it's not here yet. And um, But, again, I wouldn't take any of them, okay? Because of what we've obviously seen that they can do. I mean, if there's some way they can start influencing thought patterns with these things, and obviously there is, and obviously they're not going to tell you about it, and obviously it's something they can most likely switch on or off. Can you imagine? Okay, every, like say a high percentage of the population has these chips already in them, and they don't know about it. Let's say they're in the form of nanomedicine or injectable nanorobots, and they flip the switch, and all of a sudden you're a different little, little boy or girl. You're not acting the same. Wow, you seem really like you're going to want to do whatever the government tells you to do. You're not, you know, you're not um, in control anymore. They are. I don't know the capabilities, and I don't want to find out, is, is the point I'm trying to make. So, this Verichip um, purchased all intellectual property related to its implantable RFID business line from Digital Angel and canceled its manufacturing relationship. Now the company is properly aligned and prepared to reestablish its manufacturing capabilities and has chosen to do so with LCAN, Optical optical Technologies, which is really Raytheon. Now, just to prove how integrally intertwined Raytheon is with the U.S. military, I give you several links here that you can go 
about Raytheon. Raytheon is a major American defense contractor, an industrial corporation with core manufacturing concentrations in the defense system uh, and the defense and commercial electronics. It was previously involved in corporate and special mission aircraft. A lot of this was black ops, black projects, special mission aircraft until early 2007. Now, they can't advertise their black projects, but they are. Raytheon is the world's largest producer of guided missiles. Established in 1922, the company reincorporated in 1928 and adopted its present name in 1959. So they've been around a long time. The company has around 73,000 employees worldwide in annual revenues in excess of $20 billion. And now this is the company that Verichip just yoked up with. They're also yoked up with IBM. Heavily. IBM was the same company that was essentially the ones that kept track through the Hollerith machines of, and this is how the Nazis kept track of all the people in their country and how, who they decided to exterminate and who to let live. Okay? There's a new video series put up by We the People Will Not Be Chipped.com. We the People Will Not Be Chipped.com. I'm good friends with the um, owner of that website, Greg. And, um, it's called One Mainframe to Rule Them All. Just go up on YouTube and key in One Mainframe, one word, mainframe, I believe it's one word, to rule them all. And you can watch, it's like a 45-minute presentation. Uh, it's excellent. I mean, as far as tying this all together, it ties in uh, Verichip with IBM heavily. IBM's heavily invested in them. And again, you look at IBM was the chief way, their technology was the chief way things were tracked through the Hollerith punch card system back in, the, in Hitler's day when the Nazi Germany was taken over. Remember, tracking is a big thing. And today, we've got it all over again because IBM now is heavily linked up with Verichip, who's also heavily linked up with Raytheon, the major defense contractor um, and involved in special defense and commercial electronics that we just read. Doesn't that sound a little draconian to you? I mean, it, it, there's there's no bad that could come out of that relationship, right? No. I'm going to go further. More than 90% of Raytheon's revenues were obtained from defense contracts. And as of 2007, it was the fifth largest defense contractor in the world. So they may primarily make their money off defense, and, and they're the largest producer of guided uh, missiles, the world's largest producer. So they make their money off war and death. I hate to say it, but that's how that company is primarily, even if the, the missile's not used, okay, I understand that it can be a deterrent, okay, fine. But the bottom line is, is at some point, most likely, these things are going to be used, and they are being used, obviously, over in Afghanistan and places like this. This is how they make their money. The Bible says the fruit of the righteous tendeth to life, not to death. It says the fruit of the righteous tendeth to life. So you have to ask yourself, I mean, in your profession, what are you doing? Is your profession something that's tending to life? I mean, if you like own a liquor store, that's not a real good thing for a Christian to do. You know, I mean, you're basically uh, promoting demon possession through alcoholism. You know, or, or people going out and getting drunk and getting drunk, getting behind the wheel and killing somebody. Or do you, um, you know, I mean, like if you were manufactured cigarettes or something, or if you were a drug dealer. That is a prof these are professions that do not tend to life. They tend more to death and oppression. Okay, so it's just something to ask all of ourselves, what, whatever we're doing in our own daily lives. Uh, the ends do not justify the means, in other words. Well, i got to do it to make money. Well, okay, but um, is it obvious what you're doing is evil? Or, or, or can be used for evil? I mean, you got to ask yourself that question. God can provide another way, is what I'm telling you. I mean, maybe it might be that you don't have the faith to believe that God can. I was in that position, you know, at one time. This last job that I had had, I was more miserable there. And God made me miserable. On purpose. Because I wasn't supposed to be there. Now, it wasn't anything. I was helping patients. But the problem is, is the company I was working for was inherently greed-driven and evil. And they put me in positions where they wanted me to do all these gray things, gray areas. with pay, And I wouldn't do it. And I wrote them and told them I wouldn't do it. And I told them why I wouldn't do it. 
And they ended up coming to me one day and handing me a piece of paper saying, you're terminated. And, and I just asked them why. It was actually the biggest, best, one of the best things that ever happened to me. And they said, well, Florida's a right-to-work state. We don't have to give you a reason. That was one of the best things that ever happened. So I'm not complaining, but God put me in a position where I was 100% totally miserable in that job. It was like really literally working for Big Brother. Micromanagement, they were all over you, all these statistics, you had to do all this. It was all greed-driven. And I just wanted to help patients. I just wanted to help them get better. And they wouldn't even let me do that like I wanted to. They wanted to manipulate and dictate the way that I treated a patient. And the things they were telling me to do were unsafe. Very unsafe. And I wouldn't do it. So anyway, just something to, you know, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying I've been there, done it, you know. And and what I was doing wasn't an evil thing. But the company I was working for was inherently evil. And the Bible says if the head is sick, the whole body was sick. It was like I had a lot of people above me that were my, quote, bosses. And I tell you, I felt the evil when I was around them. And I mean that tangibly. I felt it. And um, it wasn't a good thing. So anyway, let's go further. Here's another article. Raytheon gets $22.2 million in Navy contract boost. It's just a boost. By Associated Press, Raytheon Company received $22.2 million contract extension from the Navy to provide services on the advanced medium-to-air missile, the Pentagon said Wednesday. Now, I give you four articles here. These articles are from August 21st to September 17th. This is all the stuff that happened to Raytheon in uh, less than a one-month period. Okay? This isn't like over a ten-year period they got these contracts. This is just one month. Okay, from August 21st to September 17th. Next one, Raytheon to provide technical assistance to Taiwan. This was on September 1st. AP again, uh, Associated Press, defense contractor Raytheon said Tuesday has been awarded a contract worth $26.9 million to provide technical assistance to Taiwan's missile defense system. Here's the next one. This was August 27th. Raytheon gets $19.8 million. Air Force deal. Uh, AP, Military contractor Raytheon received a $19.8 million contract boost from the Air Force to begin production of a radar warning receiver, the Pentagon said Thursday. Next one, August 21st, Raytheon gets $7 million in semiconductor contract. Raytheon Company said Thursday it received a $7 million contract from the Office of Naval Research to improve semiconductors used by U.S. military agencies. This is just in less than a one-month period. This is all the contracts they've got of a military nature. Three of those contracts were directly with the military in this country, and they're the same ones that are yoked up now with Veridship, who most likely will be the producer of the Mark of the Beast. Totally evil company. I had had a listener email me, oh Lord, 45 days ago. I'm not mad at him. But he said something to the effect of, you know, this is the fact, very chip. And he said, hold your nose, but one of the wisest things you could do essentially is invest in this company, very chip, because you'll make a killing in the stock. Oh, I thought to myself, whoa, you've got to be kidding me. You're gonna, that is blood money if I've ever heard it. This is going to be one of the main ways they control people in, in, uh, through mind control and the mark of the beast, the whole nine yards. And if you profiteer off that, off that evil uh, company that will only ultimately bring spiritual death, you know, that's going to come back on you big time. Whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, but more so if you're a born-again Christian, because you will be chastened by God. Please do not invest in evil things in order to make money, saying the ends justify the means. We're accountable to God. We're going to stand before Him at the judgment seat of Christ, the Christians will, and give an account of things done in the body. And, And this is not something I would want to have to give an account about. I'm not saying I'm looking forward to the judgment seat of Christ by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just saying this isn't something that you would ever want to do. So, here, let's listen to another video. This just came out this week of a girl, a woman, who um, is totally um, crippled now from taking the uh, swine flu. And this has been all over the internet. Well, not all over the internet. I should say it's been over some sites here. And I'm going to go ahead and go right to this clip now. Play this. 
right off the top tonight. A shocking sight. Oh. Sorry about that. I, my uh, video wasn't loading quick enough. I'm going to let this load. I'll be right back. Effect. Right off the top tonight, a shocking side effect to a routine vaccination. You heard her right. A regular flu shot gone horribly wrong. Tonight, the warning this woman wants everyone to hear. Good evening, everyone. I'm Brian Bolton. And I'm Sean Yancey. A few weeks ago, Desiree Jennings was training for a half marathon. Tonight, she's struggling to walk, talk, even eat, left disabled by a very rare reaction to a seasonal flu shot. Claudia Coffey has more on the serious side effects. The vast majority of doctors say flu shots are safe. In this case, the FDA says they found nothing wrong with this particular batch, but sometimes there are complications. And that's apparently what happened to Desiree Jennings. And now her life will never be the same. Here, 26-year-old Desiree Jennings is the picture of health. She's a Redskins cheerleader ambassador and an avid runner. Her life changed forever on August the 23rd when she says she got a seasonal flu shot in a local grocery store. I was training for a half marathon and... Ten days after receiving the shot, she came down with the flu. After that, her health spiraled downwards. She started passing out and had to be hospitalized twice. Yeah, we went to an urgent care facility and they wouldn't even let her get out of uh, my, my truck because she was seizing in the back, so they called an ambulance immediately. Doctors at Fairfax Inova and Johns Hopkins diagnosed her with a rare neurological disorder called dystonia. They think it was caused by a severe reaction to the flu shot. She now has difficulty speaking, walking, even eating. During our interview, she had several seizures. The effects are irreversible. Symptoms will get worse if I use my voice or walk when the brain signals are missed five Desiree reported her health problems to the Food and Drug Administration, thinking there might have been something wrong with her vaccine. We also contacted the FDA, and we were told they found no problems with the particular lot of flu vaccines that Desiree received, and the agency has not received any other reports of adverse effects from this lot. Health experts stress that... Okay, I don't, I don't want to get into their brainwashing about how health experts are going to stress that, you know... There's nothing wrong here, and this is a whatever. I'm just glad this made it onto the TV, because normally they'll suppress stuff like this. But I think it was because she was a Redskins cheerleader, uh, ambassador, or whatever. It's pitiful. I mean, it's just it's a pitiful video to watch. I can't feel anything but compassion for her. Um, you know, I know that being a Redskins cheerleader isn't something that God would have ever called her to do, but it's just a pitiful thing to look at to look at her. Um, she's, she knows she's never going to get any better. Now, I do believe if she went on the right types of, um, detoxification, uh, things, she could, she could potentially turn this around. It, it would depend if the damage truly was permanent neurological damage that couldn't be reversed. Uh, but it's, it's a very sad thing. And that's just one, you know, it's just one of the ones we're, we're hearing about here, um, they're going to allow a limited amount of these types of stories to come out, but they're, they're for the most part, I don't believe we'll see um, a whole lot of this. And remember, the, the vaccine companies can't be held liable anymore. They've been taken off the hook through uh, various legislations that they've put out. And that was done prior to the mass vaccination campaign, so it was a preemptive thing they did so that these vaccine companies could not be sued or held accountable in any way, shape, or form for all the horrific things that are going to be coming. So anyway, let's go further. Um, this next article is out of Seattle. 16,000 nurses file a lawsuit over mandatory flu vaccine. A union representing 16,000 registered nurses in Washington, D.C. State, uh, Washington State, I'm sorry, has filed a federal lawsuit against multi-care health systems for implementing a mandatory vaccination flu flu vaccination policy. The new policy will force nurses to get the flu vaccination or to wear face masks as a condition of employment and may result in the firing of nurses who do not comply with the policy. 
the lawsuit filed by Washington State Nurses Association seeks an injunction to stop policy from being implemented at both Tacoma General and Good Samaritan Hospital. I just wish more people were doing this. Uh, this would be great if they would, if there was more of an uprising about this. Then, you know, what they're doing now on TV, and you probably already know this in my area, what they're doing is the first thing they're doing on local TV now is, oh my, there's a vaccine shortage. Parents are panicked. And then they show the vaccine centers and people going in there and, and acting like everybody's doing it. And there's a lot of people that are waking up to this. There's a lot of people that are not getting their children vaccinated. And uh, I just pray there's more and more and more. Uh, whatever we can do to prevent that is preventing, essentially, it's, it's like, you know, you're going against Satan. You're going against his agenda. And if you can help somebody avoid that scenario or educate them, then you've just done a very good thing. Uh, so, these are things that, that we can pray about. And um, this next article is uh, flu sh- swine flu shot propaganda goes into overdrive. This is from the 14th, October. Uh, the establishment's propaganda drive to convince everyone to take the flu shot has gone into overdrive, surpassing any previous effort up in the domain of the public health and stoking suspicions about the motivations of pharmaceutical giants especially in light of the fact that the H1N1 virus is far less deadly than regular seasonal flu. And again, the the death count compared to regular seasonal flu is not even comparable. Governments have temporarily backed away from their plans to mandate the shot, but this hasn't stopped the juggernaut of mass media brainwashing that is browbeating reluctant citizens to take the vaccine, even in the absence, absence of widely promised of the widely promised deadlier second wave of the swine flu virus. Everywhere you look, the corporate media is spilling over with big pharma mouthpieces, endlessly regurgitating the refrain that the idiotic public should shut up, stop asking questions about mercury, squalene, and other additives, and just, quote, take the DAMN vaccine. Now, I'm going to play that clip, and um, the word DAMN, okay, um, I'm just going to basically tell you the the thing because this woman, this witch that is on there on national TV telling people to do this, relating to this video, um, she has this interesting choice of words. Just take your DAMN vaccine. That word means, is to definition, is to condemn or to punish or fate, especially to condemn to hell, to bring ruin on, and to swear at or to curse. The vaccine is, in other words, it's damned. Like, you you damn someone to hell? Well, it is. This vaccine is cursed. It will bring ruin on you. And I just thought it was an interesting choice of words. I'm going to try to edit these comments out as much as I can, but um, because they keep, unfortunately, repeating it over and over again to bring the point home that this is something that you know, we need to try to avoid. So, let's go, let's see here. Okay, we're going to start this clip for you, and you're going to hear right off the bat, this woman is probably the most flagrant of all of the governmental mouthpieces that I've heard as of yet. And um, we're going to hear her agenda right off the bat. Here we go. This is going to be a public relations, trust your government and your health officials, public campaign. You know, there's no conspiracy here, folks. Just get your damn vaccine. Listen to our government agencies. These guys are telling the truth. Forget the conspiracy. Just get your damn vaccine. Just get your... Okay, I, I wish they'd stop playing that over and over again. But, again, this is a trust your government... You know, get your DAMN vaccine. We, we, why do we, there's no conspiracy theories here. Like, we're supposed to take her word at face value in light of all of the other, the, the mountain of evidence proving otherwise. I mean, which is what we've been reporting here for probably, ugh, we're going into five months now that we started this most recent teachings on the swine flu. Five to six months. And evidently, to her, that has no validity. But because she is of her father the devil, and of his work she will do, and he is the father of lies, that's all we're going to get from these types of people. 
states, including our state, New York State, are actually making it mandatory for healthcare workers right. to get vaccinated against both seasonal flu and H1N1. This is going to be a public relations, trust your government and your health officials, public campaign. It is very, very important, especially for healthcare workers. Now, what they're doing is this, this real pretty uh, talk show host lady is there while she's talking. She's actually getting vaccinated by a uh, another pretty MD. They're making it look very innocuous and oh, this is, look at we're we're the pretty people. We're getting the vaccines. It's no big deal. She's not even wincing or anything as they're injecting her, this stuff into her arm. Whether she's actually really getting the vaccine or not, who knows? But um, she's sitting there talking while she's doing the interview, and all of this is to dis- disarm the public. Because traditionally, only about forty percent of healthcare workers get vaccinated, and we are excellent. We are the vectors of... She, she just told her excellent, Anna, like the vaccine, you know, it was an excellent injection. I don't know. ...spread for this virus. Right. In addition, you don't want your doctor himself or herself to be sick, so very important for healthcare workers. We should strive for close to 100% compliance. There you go. Anna, did you get your shot yet? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they asked her if she got her shot, the MD or whoever was injecting her, this, she just rolled, oh, yes, of course I did. I'm a good little brown shirt Nazi. Of course I did. Notice what she also said there. They're striving for 100% compliance. So this is the propaganda that we're up against. And obviously they're reaching a whole lot more people than I am, or somebody like Steve Quayle or, or even Alex Jones is. But people are waking up. Let's just get your damn vaccine. But we trusted the scientists back in 1976 with the original swine flu shot. And, a lot and of it was a debacle. Right. Now that some people died, some people paralyzed. The shot itself. And yeah. people remember the swine flu vaccine as a terrible disaster. Now hold on, that was the lady that was just telling you, get your DAMN vaccine. It's almost like doublespeak. Out of one side of the mouth, oh, it's no conspiracy theory, it's safe, it's trust your government. And at the same time, she's admitting that the 1976 swine flu was an absolute debacle, causing Gillian Barre, all kind of people, you know, dying from the actual shot, crippled. And here we're going to go into a, a little clip from um, the actual report from 60 Minutes on this swine flu debacle of 1976. So we'll listen to that now. Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion dollars. Because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program and he pushed it. Did anyone ever come to you and say, you know something, fellas? There's the possibility of neurological damage if you get into a mass immunization program. No. No one ever did, no. Do you know Michael Hatwick? Yes, we do. Dr. Michael Hatwick directed the surveillance team for the swine flu program at the CDC. His job was to find out what possible complications could arise from taking the shot and to report his findings to those in charge. Did you know ahead of time, Dr. Hatwick, that there had been case reports of neurological disorders, neurological illness apparently associated with the injection of influenza vaccine. Absolutely. You did? Yes. How'd you know that? By review of the literature. What would you say if I told you that your superiors say that you never told them about the possibility of neurological complications? That's nonsense. I can't believe that they would say that they did not know that there were neurological illnesses associated with influenza vaccination. That simply is not true. We did know that. You didn't. So in other words, this other guy that we're going to hear now again... He just lied, just totally lied, which is, you know, par for the course. I feel it was necessary to tell the people that information. Uh, I think that uh, over the, the years, we have tried to inform the American people as, as fully as possible. Listen to our government agencies. These guys are telling the truth. You know, there's no conspiracy here, folks. Just right. get... ...flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year, you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, 
easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. Okay, now that was a clip they were just playing there from 1976 where they're showing all these people, like cattle, lined up and taking their their vaccines and they're just, you know, happily walking through there. And it was the propaganda back then as compared to the, the propaganda now. Excellent. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. Two weeks later, she says, she began to feel a numbness starting up her legs. I joked about it at that time. I said, I'll be numb to the knees by Friday as it fist keeps up. By the following week, I was totally paralyzed. So completely paralyzed, in fact, that they had to operate on her to enable her to breathe. And for six months, Judy Roberts was a quadriplegic. The diagnosis? A neurological disorder called Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS for short. These neurological diseases are little understood. They affect people in different ways. As you can see in these home movies taken by a friend, Judy Roberts' paralysis confined her mostly to a wheelchair for over a year. But this disease can even kill. Indeed, there are 300 claims now pending from the families of GBS victims who died. Judy, why did you take the flu shot? I'd never taken any other flu shots, but I felt like this was going to be a major epidemic. And the only way to prevent a major epidemic of a, a really deadly variety of flu was for everybody to be immunized. I don't want to have that kind of vaccination in my child yet until I know it's safe, 100% safe. You would be heartbroken if you did not vaccinate your child and that child got sick with influenza and found that your child was in the hospital close to death. But mom's how stinking, sickening of a statement that was from some white coat devil who was just telling you that. How often do you ever hear about that? Oh, it was the vaccines. If he, we could have just vaccinated him in time, they would have. Poor little Johnny would have lived. It's just the propaganda that's being shoved down our throat. And this is a woman that that is not wanting to get the vaccines until she's. They've been proven safe, which she can never. They they can never be proven safe. It, it, the, the literature doesn't exist. Like Cory Bureau, still aren't sold. I don't feel just because the government's telling me that I need to get this, you know, flu shot for her or my my youngest that I should go and do that. The challenge for public officials: convincing the public to heed their advice instead of a mother's intuition. Well, for more on how the United States is applying those very lessons, I spoke a brief time ago with Dr. William Schaffner, who chairs the Department of Preventative Medicine at Vanderbilt Medical School. Dr. Schaffner, thanks very much for coming in. Um, everyone is talking about this swine flu vaccine. I gather you got a jab yesterday in the trial. How do you feel? I did terrific. Actually, it hurt less than my regular influenza vaccine, which always tingles for about an hour or so. Dr. Schaffner, thanks very much for coming in. Um, everyone is talking about this swine flu vaccine. Everyone is talking about this swine flu, swine flu. The concerns include... Okay, now, as he's saying everybody's talking about this swine flu vaccine, he has this real sinister smile that comes on his face, and he winks at the guy. Two times. It's really weird, you know? It's like, wow, huh, that's really macabre, but that's what happens in this interview. Possibly using chemical additives or adjuvants to boost the effectiveness of the vaccine. They have never been used in flu vaccines in the U.S., but have safely been used in others, such as tetanus. Critics also worry that some forms of the vaccine will contain thimerosal, a mercury-containing preservative. Thimerosal has never been associated in any valid scientific way with any adverse effect to the fetus or to young people. A congressional committee that studied the matter has already concluded thimerosal is directly related to the autism epidemic. It could have been prevented or curtailed had the FDA not been asleep at the switch, allowing the untested toxic to be part of the vaccine recipe, something the committee report blamed on misplaced protectionism of the pharmaceutical industry. Some examples of the scientific papers... But we had just heard a second ago that thermo that, that one devil in the flesh that calls himself a medical doctor had said thimerosal, you know, there was no links to it with autism, is perfectly safe. And then they turn right around and admit on national news that it does... So, you know, who do you believe? I mean, it's unbelievable. She's talking about a study of monkeys that showed vaccinated primates showed increased neurological disorders and non-social behavior similar to autism. 
Another animal study that shows the kind of mercury used in vaccines ends up in the brain and stays twice as long as the mercury in fish. A study of vaccination records which seems to match increased autism with increased vaccinations containing mercury. And then there's the circumstantial evidence. UPI found only four cases of autism among a community of 22,000 Amish people who generally shun vaccines. Statistically, there should be about 130. And it turns out that three of them were vaccinated and the other lived near a power plant that releases mercury. Wow. Let's just review that real quick. This Amish study is finds out that there's only four in 22,000 people that have that have autism in this Amish community. Okay, now um, then we go to find out that, and I'm I'm playing this so I can see this um, this study here. I'm waiting for the things to come up on the screen. Statistically, there should be 130 people out of the 22,000 with autism. Out of the 22,000, that's that's normally. What we should see out of 22,000 people, on average, there's 130 that will have autism, at least at the time this was according to their statistics. But they found out that of the four that had autism, of the 22,000, that three were vaccinated out of the Amish. So, the, 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 out of the four, three were vaccinated and one lived near a power plant. Now, what they mean by that is high-tension power lines give off a really bad electromagnetic field that can really be detrimental to you and your nervous system. Why? Because your nervous system is electrical. And these high-tension power lines give off a lot of electrical, um, uh, I guess you call it electrosmog, is what it's been referred to in times past. And um, this is something where people that live near these uh, uh, high-tension power lines, electrical plants, many times turn up with cancer. Um, because of this, because of the, the problem that it can cause. So, it sounds like if we could take out the one that lived in the power plant and the three that were vaccinated, it would have been zero out of 22,000 that would have had autism. Autism, what does that prove? Autism is purely caused from the vaccinations. They didn't even have a name for the word autism until the advent of modern-day vaccinations. They didn't have people that were autistic in the 1800s. I'm not saying people couldn't be born with mental abnormalities, but the modern-day technical definition of autism did not exist until the modern-day advent of vaccinations and many of the same autoimmune diseases that we now have. So I think that's pretty, pretty telling. Thimerosal, a preservative which was taken out of childhood vaccines a while ago because there was fear it could be linked to autism, is being used in some batches of the H1N1 vaccine. Are you concerned that will keep some parents from having their children vaccinated? Thimerosal has been proven to be safe. It's used in seasonal vaccine, uh, seasonal flu vaccine. And again, we want to assure people that that, uh, the scientists, again, have confirmed uh, that there is really a safe factor with using thimerosal. It's an effective preservative and one that uh, we think actually adds to the likelihood that we'll have a safe vaccine for a while to come. There's little See, that's what happens when you sell your soul to the devil. Lying is just part of the game. Okay, And we've just seen, just in this brief little clip, that that's a total lie, which just came out of her and the other doctors that we've heard mouths. But it doesn't matter because the ends justify the means. The population creating a weak, sickly uh, population that is easily controlled. Now if we enter into the realm of, of actual injecto, injectable microchips, we have a whole other level of control that can be implemented. So, again, just something to think about. Really hundreds and hundreds of studies that connect thimerosal to, you know, to these disastrous neurological disorders. I talked to the scientists and I talked to the federal bureaucrats who are defending Primarisol. And I said, what are you relying on? And I looked at the science they're relying on, and I can tell you, Joe, it is so weak. And you and I have seen, you know, legal practice with junk science, and we know, you know, what these phony scientists are who create it this stuff. It happens in big tobacco. Right. Tobacco. It happens in and big this, oil. And this it's is happening in global warming. And, and now it's happening in a way that's impacting is, our kids' lives. This is classic tobacco science. It is junk science. And I was looking at these reports and saying, this is the best. This is what you're relying on. They know it's fraudulent. Okay. Uh, the scientists, again, have 
confirmed uh, that there is really a safe factor with using thimerosal. It's just right. get your damn vaccine. The U.S. military considering a plan that could establish regional military teams to assist civilian authorities in the event of a major outbreak of the virus this fall. It's a what-if worst-case scenario. What if local police were not enough to quell crowds of people so panicked to get a flu shot they turned violent? Well, that is when they call in the National Guard. Well, that, that's the ultimate in brainwashing. If, if you have, um, were so desperate for a supposed flu shot that you're willing to get violent in order to get the very thing that's going to ultimately, you know, maim, kill, uh, who knows what it's going to do to you. But this is the, um, what they're trying to do is condition the public to believe that it's, that literally it can get this bad and that it's worth it to, to do whatever it takes to get a flu shot. And people are going to be willing to go to these extreme measures in order to do that. We're treating every situation as it's actually happening. Uh, we try to train as we fight, we say, in the military. You guys be loud and boisterous. Might cause some confusion. This drill's designed to look and feel as realistic as possible, right down to the actual pepper spray and live tasers. These guardsmen don't know what to expect. In this drill, the trouble's created by people showing up without proper ID or living outside the designated vaccination area. All potential real-life scenarios. Ultimately, the guard makes many arrests and is forced to shut this vaccination site down. This bill that recently passed the Massachusetts Senate says that if there is a swine flu pandemic and you don't get the swine flu vaccine, you can be ordered into quarantine. If you refuse the quarantine, you can face a fine of $1,000 per day that you resist. Many citizens are concerned that the bill's provisions will abuse their constitutional rights. Okay, so that's that video. And again, they, what they end there is with the, vac- the Massachusetts legislation where, you know, they can force quarantine you, fine you $1,000 a day. You know, uh, this legislation's in place. So um, if things got bad, then they could pull the switch on it and, and implement it. And that's think, something that we all need to bear in mind. Uh, we already talked about how they've lifted uh, in... Um, Washington, how they've lifted the limit on mercury preservatives in the swine flu shots. I mean, that's comforting in, in light of the information we just heard on mercury. So now, what does that mean? They lift the ban limits. Does that mean they can just put in as much as they want? I mean, I'm sure it has to be a certain level or ceiling, or they just kill them right off the bat. But yeah, they've they want to have more mercury in there. It got to be more. Uh, got to have more of that poison in there for everyone. Next article: drug makers. Doctors raking billions battling H1N1 flu. This is from ABC News. October 14th, Americans are still debating whether to roll up their sleeves for a swine flu shot, but companies have already figured it out. Vaccines are good for business. Remember, the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. This is greed. Unmitigated greed. Part of the process here. Drug companies have sold $1.5 billion worth in swine flu shots in addition to the $1 billion for seasonal flu booked earlier this year. These inoculations are part of a much wider and rapidly growing $20 billion global vaccine market. It's funny, we just talked about Raytheon. That was a $20 billion company, and now they're saying it's $20 billion global vaccine market. Uh, the vaccine market is booming, says Bruce Carlson, spokesman for market research at Calorama which publishes an annual survey of the vaccine industry. It's an enormous growth area for pharmaceuticals at this time and in other areas who are are not doing so well. And see, this is a big reason why people, part of the populace, is going to succumb to this just from the standpoint they're going to be able to get a job. I'm going to be able to go and work with the vaccine companies in order to put these things out when they come to my area to start mass vaccination. So a lot of people, we were just talking about this before the study started, are being offered jobs and people are desperate in America. The dollar's imploding by the day. And I haven't even reported on that. We'll probably talk about that next week um, unless we have another huge amount of breaking things here. But 
the dollar's being devalued, breaking, uh, being devalued by the day, and we have a lot of that going on, and people are very desperate in America for jobs. And again, a lot of them are going to be going along with this, not because maybe they agree with it, just because it's a source of income for them. And so they go on to say it's an enormous growth area for pharmaceuticals at, at such a time when other areas are not doing so well. Uh, let's see here. And then the next article. Merck, pharmaceutical company, wins a U.S. approval for Gardasil vaccine in boys. They've won the approval finally. You know, we talked about this in times past. This is from Bloomberg. Just came out October 16th. Merck and company Gardasil's vaccine used to prevent cervical cancer. It's used to prevent cervical cancer. In women, one, U.S. regulatory approval for preventing genital warts in boys. Now, this is something that really should be a priority for all of us. Preventing a sexually transmittable disease in young boys. Genital warts, no less. So, yeah, they need to be vaccinated, too. And, you know, I know they don't have a cervix and they can't get cervical cancer, but they can still get genital warts. Even though, well, we're going to talk about that in a second. I don't want to say too more about that. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration cleared the vaccine for use in males from age 9 to 26. So even if you're 26, you can get it. Maybe if you go on bended knee, even if you're beyond 26, maybe they can inject, you know, 27 and beyond. I mean, come on. We need protection, too, right? Okay, so let's go further. Next article. Gardasil is linked to 78 outbreaks of genital warts. No, hold on. That's what they're taking the vaccine for, right? That's why they just approve it for use in boys, because they don't have a cervix. They can't get cervical cancer. So the only reason is to prevent... But hold on. This came out in 2008. November 11th, 2008. Last year, that Gardasil was already linked to 78 outbreaks of genital warts. Well, that kind of seems contradictory, doesn't it? The, it's, it's just like taking the swine flu vaccine, nasal spray, that has the live H1N1 in it, and people come down with the very thing they're getting vaccinated for. Why? Because there is a live, attenuated, means partially killed, H1N1 virus in the, in the flu mist that's being sprayed up your nose, and if your, if your immune system cannot fully acclimate itself to that virus, you get the virus. You get the very thing that they're either injecting or spraying up your nose. Same thing with the genital warts. If your immune system isn't capable of fighting off the HPV or human papillomavirus, which is genital warts, then you get it. Well, that's what happened here. The Gardasil vaccine is linked to 78, 78 outbreaks of genital warts. According to the article in the Fiji Times entitled, Are Our Girls Guinea, Guinea Pigs? Uh, I think this was just in Fiji. Now, again, the reason it would be in the Fiji Times is because they want to repress this type of news in the States. Who knows how many thousands of cases of genital warts have sprung up from the Gardasil shots in America? Who knows? Uh, going on further, it says, That's right, in addition to all the other adverse reactions to this controversial vaccine, children who receive it are subject to outbreaks of genital warts. Unfortunately, not too many doctors take the time to educate patients about some of the possible reactions prior to giving the little girls this expensive jab for this um, remote, I mean, generally genital warts, human papillomavirus, typically something sexually transmitted, okay? So, but, you know, we've got to have the sex education at the earliest possible ages, not only sex education, but now they're doing um, transgendered, cross-dressing, gay... Um, in um, bisexual lifestyle education at the earliest possible ages, sometimes even in kindergarten, to encourage the little kitties to have, you know, perverted sex and, and explore all of these alternative lifestyles from the earliest possible age. Because Satan wants to defile any and everything that would have any purity left in America. It's just so disgustingly sick. And it all ties together. While genital warts are certainly disgusting, parents who think that genital warts are the worst possible adverse effect of the vaccine should also think again. According to Ruggiero, as of August 14th, now remember, this is 2008, as of August 14th, uh, including the 78 outbreaks of genital warts, there have been 9,748 adverse events, events reported as per judicial watch. 
In other words, there have been 9,748 people that have reported adverse events on these girls that have gotten the Gardasil vaccine. Adverse events. That could mean a lot of things, but it's not good, any of it. Um, Judicial Wash also reports that there have been 21 deaths, not including the deaths by miscarriage of 10 unborn babies from the Gardasil vaccine. Why isn't that front page news? Okay, Because it's all being suppressed and it's all by design. Here's another article that will, will really bolster your confidence in this HPV or Gardasil vaccine. Uh, rat, rat poison is found in the ingredient list for the HPV vaccine. Did you know that? You're getting rat poison injected right into you? If you get the Gardasil shot, what do rat poison and the HPV vaccine have in common? The answer is a hazardous chemical known as sodium borate. Savvy readers may wonder what a toxin that is commonly used to kill rats is doing in the ingredient list for the HPV vaccine. Seems a fair question. Unfortunately, the answer isn't very comforting, especially for U.S. residents for whom the HPV injection containing the sodium borate is now mandated. Sodium borate, or a boric acid salt known as borax, has many common uses. In addition to rat poison, it is commonly used in laundry detergents, cosmetics, enamel glazes, flame retardants, and a buffer chemistry and chem- a buffer solution in chemistry. However, sodium borate also has antifungal properties, which means that it is a probable reason for being in the vaccine to act as a preservative. Oh, good, just like the thimerosal. It was kind of funny, they use like the most toxic possible things they can use, short of killing you, in these vaccines to act as what they call preservatives. Sadly, the information about sodium borate gets even scarier. Another government website article states that exposure to sodium borate can cause convulsions and other ill effects. Interestingly enough, young girls who received the HPV vaccine have reported similar symptoms. Remember those 9,700 plus adverse events? Adverse events? Events that have been reported? Well, a lot of them have been um, convulsions and these other ill effects. So, this particular government site provides the following warning regarding this chemical. It says, quote, Warning, harmful is swallowed, inhaled, or absorbed through the skin. Causes irritation to skin, eyes, and respiratory tract. Now, hold on. If it's harmful, if it's swallowed, inhaled, or absorbed through skin, you're injecting it through the skin. But evidently, that way, it's okay. It's okay to inject it into the bloodstream, but just don't get it on your skin. Or inhale it, or ingest it. Given this information, uh, is sodium borate really something that should be injected into humans? This is something the reader should carefully consider, along with previously reported information before choosing to receive this controversial HPV shot. So yeah, that's that's our, our report for today on the um, on the swine flu, um, and hopefully that will give you some more ammunition to arm yourself. This PDF will be available with this teaching up on sermonaudio.com forward slash Dr. Scott Johnson, D-R-S-C-O-T-T-J-O-H-N-S-O-N, and um, on contendingfortruth.com. You'll be able to get the PDF up there and print it out as well. Also, with the PDFs now, I've got it where all of the links will be working, even if they're text links. They're, they should all work now on the PDF uh, format. i got that figured out. So um, I'm going to go ahead and go to the next part of our study right now, and uh, we'll continue. God bless you.